So it's been about two weeks since I've got my first COVID shot. And for some reason, I've kept the Band-Aid on. I think at first it was just because, well, I kind of forgot. But then it started to become something else. Each time I would get up in the morning and I would shower, I would look at it and I remembered, I got vaccinated, which is, which was a really emotional experience. I mean, I walked in and along one of the walls, they had these big post-it papers that had the question, what does this vaccine mean to me? And people had posted their answers. It means getting to see my grandchildren. It means getting to see my friends. It means my kids can go to school. It means that I don't feel afraid when I go to work. It means we can start to slowly get back to normal. And as I walked towards my shot, I passed all of these posters and all of these stories, and I could feel the weight of this experience, the weight of all that we've been through resting on my heart. And I started to think, so what does this vaccine mean for me? I mean, it means not being afraid. It means not being afraid of the supports that our kid needs to just be a kid that put us at risk. It means not being afraid of going to see one of you all when the time comes when we're back in person. It means the door opened just a little for life to return back to normal, for hugs and friends and family. I just felt the weight of it all. Not, not a bad weight and not a good weight. The weight of all of the death, all that it has revealed about the unequal structures of our society. I mean, I felt guilty for my place in the line and yet I felt joy for being there. And as I sat down and got ready and Gina, the nurse, prepared the shot, I was overcome with this sense of, I felt I was being injected with joy, with, with freedom, with the possibility for community, opening that door just a little bit to hugs, to human connection. But also, I was being injected with grief and loss. I think the reason that I've kept the bandit on this long has been to remind myself that it happened that it's real, helps me navigate the unreality of this time. Helps me make sense of what has happened and what has happened to me. This year has happened, we've grown, we've lost, we've grieved, but here we are. That was real, this was real. After I got the shot, I walked out into the waiting room to that, to wait my 15 minutes to make sure I didn't have an averse reaction. And as I was sitting there looking around at all the other people, knowing that their stories were so different and yet connected to mine, I, I felt this, this sense of the tunnel that I have been living in. The tunnel vision of just trying to get through, of just trying to survive, of constantly struggling with this question of what is real and is this really happening and how bad is it? And the, the, this year I had put up this barrier to so much of it, because there was only so much I could take. And here I was, maybe at the end, I had the sense of that starting to chip away. And it was at the door. And there was no way around it. The Band-Aid was a reminder of that too. That not only was it real, but that reckoning 
that reconciling, the putting back together, all of those parts that I haven't wanted to think about because it's been too much, the Band-Aid reminds me that that work is to come. Now, some of us like to rip that Band-Aid all at once and others of us are more slow and cautious. Others are maybe hoping that it'll just fall off and we won't have to do any of the hard work. I don't think that's possible here. The work of reconciling is gonna be our work for a long time. I don't know about you, but in these past weeks, I found myself caught. Caught in between ambiguity and ambivalence. Ambiguity in the sense of, is this real? I mean, is this vaccine happening? I mean, my emotions have been going through a roller coaster. <laughs> Joe Biden says that we might have enough vaccine by May. Whoa. Reports out of a university on the West Coast says that the new variants are posing such a risk that we may be living in our current conditions for a long time. Boom. Joe Biden announced that all people should be eligible for vaccines May 1st. Boom. I feel like I'm constantly going up and down. Is this real? Is it happening? Is this for sure? I also feel myself guarding my heart. I don't want to invest too much in this. I don't want to play this out because I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to open myself up to, know, to thinking that this is going to be the moment where the light is actually at the end of the tunnel and is in fact not another train coming to hit us yet again. Ambiguity. But I also feel ambivalence. I mean, I've created my own little bubble. We've created our own little world. This online worship thing is beautiful and great. I don't know if I'm ready to go back. I'm not ready. I'm not sure I want to. I mean, I've changed. You've changed. We've all changed. What is it going to be like to go back? I mean, we've been so ingrained in this reality. It has changed us. Do I want it to be over? Yes. Parts of it. Parts of it not. Ambivalence and ambiguity. It's okay if you're not sure if the growth you've had this year was good growth or just hard survival. It's okay if you don't feel ready to return to life as it was. And it's okay if it's all you can think about. It's okay if you feel like you haven't had the time to sort out the pieces of your heart and your life to even understand what has happened. Richard Tedeschi and Lawrence Calhoun came up with the concept of post-traumatic growth to talk about what happens to many people after they've experienced a trauma. By its very nature, trauma upends our life. It challenges the very assumptions that we thought about the world, that we can control it, that it is good, that we're gonna be okay, that good things happen to good people or bad things happen to bad people, or that these sorts of things happen over there and not over here. Trauma upends our assumptions about life. What Tedeschi and Calhoun found about people who are able to take traumatic experiences and are able to grow from them, is the number one factor was our capacity to exercise cognitive exploration. That our capacity to think and feel fully the experience that we've gone through and to exercise a flexibility, a flexibility about our assumptions, about what is true, that that sort of curious exploration of what has happened to us that our capacity to do that, to know that when we're ruminating, when we're caught thinking and feeling about what is happening, that is our inner self trying to understand and recreate reality and that that's okay. So here we are in between ambiguity and ambivalence, 
about what has happened and what is about to happen. And so the invitation is to adopt a flexible and curious attitude about our experience, to allow ourselves to ruminate, to mull over, to pick up those rocks that are in our souls and to see what was under them, to allow ourselves that time and place to understand what is happening and to do so not needing the answer. And flexibility and curiosity are key because that is an orientation, not to an outcome, but to a process, which is why celebration is key. Because in celebration, you find the joy. You find what is worthy in the moment to lift up and say, this isn't the whole story, but it is part of the story and it is worthy to express our joy and our gratefulness, to exercise that human capacity for fun and connection, even amid all of the pain and the suffering. You don't need to be at the end of a journey to celebrate. I mean, we celebrate birthdays once a year for a reason. It's not like, oh, well, your life isn't over. Let's not celebrate. No, we're not at the end of the journey, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't celebrate where we're at. What if celebration isn't about marking an end, but about marking endurance? The endurance of the human spirit, the endurance of our communities, the endurance against odds, the endurance of scientists working to find vaccines and deliver them, the endurance of our capacity to create community, to see our faults and commit to doing better, maybe celebration is the way we survive, thrive, and reorganize our hearts for what is to come next. Amen, and blessed be.